215 this is no rough podcast i am your host get you to don and i'm here to bring a conversation to you all i've know over the week y'all have listened to plenty of uh reviews as far as the week is concerned i'm just here to spark the brain have a conversation about professional wrestling but right here in wrestle cave podcast facebook group we had a discussion today shout out to everybody that was a part of that discussion i uh, reached 1200 people i'm very very happy about that and um let me just make it clear that my point wasn't who did it first. My point was more so of the timing of WWE and why I felt like it was a little petty to that. What if you were SCU and their merchandise, as far as the writing is concerned, it looked kind of like similar to me. A big ass SCU on your shit. Stone Cold University, SCU. Um, to me, I thought it was a little petty. What if, you know, wow, Stone Cold, people are not wrestling fans, you know, still remember Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if they wanted a SCU merchandise and they seen it with Stone Cold Steve Austin or had something to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin, it could have probably took money off of these guys' plates. Now, obviously, they're still doing well. They got a different fan base, et cetera, et cetera. People are going to still support them. What I'm saying is the timing is, 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 is a little petty. And people were saying, well, both companies are petty. Yeah, you're right. Both companies are petty. But in this particular standpoint, I'm talking about WWE. I don't know why people think I'm biased when it comes to uh, AW. No, for one, I, I feel like the referee situation is is ridiculous. Is a little ridiculous. They did try to clean it up, and it was funny when they threw a shot at WWE and saying that uh, people don't want to see the main event in the DQ. So that was funny. They did try to clean it up, but at the end of the day, I don't like the referee shit. I seen they tried to work on it a little bit uh, more this past week and i'll get into that we were down in philadelphia in my city and um shout out to everybody from mark out club and Russell cave that came down and uh, actually seen um the night we had we had a, a great time it was a great show another fun show um but i say all that to say you know um it's certain stuff I, I don't like about AEW. um i feel like they need to slow down sometimes or, or jr needs to you know speed up it has to be a happy medium between the two um they do so much shit sometimes. Uh, JR can't call it or try to clean up certain things. You don't know, understand because they're going from spot to spot. But at the end of the day, it's still a fun show. I think NXT is the best wrestling show in the ring as far as psychology, as far as why they do certain things, as far as building it up and stuff like that right now. But I think the fun shows, the more fun show is going to be AEW from, from top to bottom. Even their dark matches, even when they, they incorporate their top stars and main stars on that on that dark match situation. It doesn't feel like a, a main event situation where you have people that you're not going to see in a main event on a normal day, on a normal Wednesday. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega just tore down with uh, Joey Janela. Um, the Young Bucks in, in, is in an eight-man tag match with Cody and uh, Private Party and... Um, who else? Shima. And I forget who was with Shima as well. But it just goes to show you that, you know, anything can happen on these on these dark matches. So that's something to look forward to on Tuesday. And Power is dope. Power uh, NWA was very, very good. Uh, it's nostalgia. Uh, and, and it's... Uh, it's always beeping the horn. Goddamn. This happens when you live in a trap. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's you you get that vibe like it's back in the day. You know, I didn't watch wrestling back in the day in the eighties, et cetera, et cetera. Like a lot of you wrestling historians that that are in WrestleCave, that are in Markout Club. So I mean, for me, uh, it's it's a dope. I I love the the theme. I love the music. I love how they present the show and um, everything about it. Now, when we talk about WWE, WWE has probably the most talent uh, and the most resources and. Um, they're making the most money and they're doing a lot and they're making so much money that they don't give a fuck about certain things like for instance the fiend how do you ruin the fiend so fast um i know people were skeptical about the fiend getting the title shot so quick i'm thinking just like i'm thinking with sasha banks i'm like okay well if sasha gets a title shot and she's coming back and she has a a new, you know, image, her hair is blue now, you know, she's going to win, and she loses right before the draft, and I was like, I'm not going to get excited until she, you know, successfully defends the belt, because she never did that, I already knew in my mind that she was getting a title shot, she was going to win, but she lost, it was the same scenario with Bray, I'm thinking like, okay, well, Bray, he teased Austin, and he teased uh, Taker, how would you book that? I would book him to face Taker um, in him at the pay-per-view that started everything for Taker at Survivor Series. Instead, they put him in five, six matches with Seth Rollins. And, man, that that right there definitely uh, killed The Fiend. Uh, let's, just, let's just stop right here and let's just re- really, really assess these things. So, okay. The referee, it was a stoppage because of a sledgehammer. Um, we all know Triple H's sledgehammer, Batista, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that wasn't my problem. My problem more so was he he didn't he didn't make it about uh Seth. He made it more so about he was worried and concerned about the fiend. Like the fiend was a fucking person. And that right there was ridiculous. And then they they advertised three fucking matches coming up with with him. They he has a they have a cage match on Monday. They have a false count anywhere match for Sweet Saudi. And then they're fighting at uh they're fighting in uh Survivor Series. That's three different matches, two stipulations. They already killed a finish. They already killed a curve stomp. They already killed uh the Fiend's character to some to a certain extent. Because by the time he was at belt, I don't think people are gonna care too much about it. Um, he burnt down the fucking firefly, the fire funhouse. Jesus Christ! One of the things that could help keep the momentum for for the fiend if he was overused or overexposed, we could see him up on the screen in the funhouse. We all love that. It was it was fucking dope, and they just canned it from the rip because they said the fox wanted the fiend. Why was the fiend even on there to begin with? He should have remained on Raw, and then on top of that, the draft. The draft is fucking garbage. Just for the simple fact is, if you're gonna, if this is gonna be serious, then the champion shouldn't even be in the draft. They should be excluded from the draft if they're gonna be able to float and go to different, different, you know, brands. Either if they're fighting on Monday or if they're fighting on uh, Friday. So my thing is to put them in that draft and then put him in a match with the Fiend, and he's on fucking SmackDown. I was like, fam, this shit didn't last a week. Shit didn't last a week. And then Seth Rollins was supposed to be on Captain Terry's uh, team. And 
you know, so he was doing double duty. And then it just got switched out. It just was announced tonight, right now, Roman Reigns is going to replace him. So Roman's going to get some of that sweet Saudi money, as he should. But my thing is like, why? 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 Why with all the stipulations? So you announced three matches. For what? You want to kill the cage match next? You already killed. You already killed the uh, Hell in a Cell match. I thought they were at least going to attempt to, you know, climb up there on the top or a breakthrough or whatever. I'll admit the red lights was cool, but other than that, man, it was the match itself wasn't bad. It was just it was just the ending was trash, and I'm still trying to figure out how Seth Rollins found the Funhouse. How did he find that shit, man? Who told this man about that shit? When somebody commented and said backstage <laughs> He found this shit backstage man. man I'm very disappointed in that I know me and Rob talked about this a million times I, I didn't think it was going to end this fast This soon Why do they keep burning down my man property man Bray, Bray can't cut it man I feel bad for Bray man I feel bad for Rusev I feel bad for Sasha Anybody that's made a comeback or return, they fucked it up. That Lana and Rusev, y'all motherfuckers is married. So y'all got Bobby on some the fuck's his nigga name is. Valvina shit. <laughs> I can't even remember this motherfucking name. On some Val Venus shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not working, bro. It's y'all, it, y'all can't re, y'all can't bring back the attitude era, man. Like we gotta, like, I mean, we gotta mix it the fuck up. You know, bringing Hogan every week and you know Austin and all these, yo, we gotta mix it the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Rock, Rock came back finally. I called that. Y'all dropped the ball with that with the Fiend. Last time I checked, The Rock fucked up the Wyatt family at WrestleMania. And speaking of WrestleMania, I see a whole uh, commotion about, you know, um, Cody being pinned by, by you know, Tangerine uh, Orange and shit, uh, or Tangerine Cassidy. And, um, you know, after the show was over, but fucking WWE put tag team straps on, on the fucking referee's son at Mania. So, I mean, it made him a tag team partner with Braun. And I'm supposed to believe that this guy that was a tag team with a child that just got beat by four fucking curb stomps and a pedigree by Seth Rollins that he can beat Tyson Fury. Why is he even here? Especially if you're doing this whole angle with Kane and Brock, which is a, is a great story. I get the story and I like the story in it. I don't like how y'all did Kofi, especially when he walked around and saying he needs this and he needs this opportunity and y'all give it to him, beat him, you know what I'm saying? Like in that fashion. And then he just gets drafted with the new day and he's still passing out pancakes like he doesn't give a fuck. And this is what AEW does that WWE uh, don't do. They don't they don't have people uh, with credibility. They don't make people care about shit they should care about. Um, it just doesn't make any sense and I'm not complaining about it. It just is what it is. I'm not a WWE lifer. I'm not a AEW fanboy. I'm a fan 
of professional wrestling. I want the best product that I can get for my buck. It's nothing wrong with that. I want everybody to succeed. But I do feel as though WWE has been winning so long. They're making so many good business moves that they're outdated. They don't understand or they don't really care. They don't give a shit because they're still on top. And, and it is what it is. There's nothing to complain about as a fan because we can watch Power on Tuesday. We can watch AEW after dark um, on Tuesday or AEW dark on Tuesday. Uh, excuse me. We can watch SmackDown if you want. You can watch NXT uh, and AEW. You know, it's other programs. You can watch uh, Impact. You can watch New Japan. You can watch MLW. You can watch Ring of Honor. I could go on and on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? So you have that particular thing. So I'm not here complaining about it. I'm not trying to bash WWE. I just don't understand. Make me care as a fan. Make me uh, uh, understand. Tell me Tell me the stories. Like I seen uh, I seen Natty uh, on, a ta- in, on a tag team with uh, Lacey. What sense does that make? They just were fighting. It makes no sense to me. Why would you have Sasha go at the championship and lose for what? If 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 she just was coming back and she was red hot, why? Why would you have the fiend, you know, losing that manner or have to a stoppage? You know what I'm saying? And and then book all these other matches and just oversaturate. You know what I'm saying? The situation. It's like if y'all wasn't ready to take the strap off of Seth, then and he does. Yes, he deserved the run. Why would you put him in that situation? Why would you book them in that corner? You see what I'm saying? Why would you have AJ Styles run through Cedric and have him run through Ricochet when they could profit from having that you know U.S. belt? That shit on AJ is not is not going to do anything. We all know AJ is being set up for something greater. We just don't know what it is. So it's like. Why don't you put that on younger talent and get that belt over and go back to the John Cena method where people are coming out having good ass matches and it's entertaining. It gives the mid card something to look forward to. It's dope. But instead, you just have it as a prop on AJ Styles. Why do I care about it? Why do I care about the OC? Y'all took the straps off him for a make ready tag team that had no credibility. You know, y'all had them go against the War Raiders, which was dope matches, but y'all didn't have a title on the line. The title should have been on the line. Now World Raiders is champions. Um, I would prefer that, you know, they would win it from the OC and get the rub from, you know, the OC, the OGs or whatever the case may be, opposed to, you know, Dolphin, you know, Bob. So it was like, you know, but one thing I can say that they're doing uh, well now is the Bailey Hill turn. I said that she needs a new image. She needs new music. No more of those fucking things that she killed. Um and, you know, kids reacted to it. Props to them for putting it in her video um, tonight on SmackDown. Um, they did a good job with that. They found a way to just give <laughs> Charlotte another extra uh, uh, rain or another, you know, uh, short rain or just another, you know, statistic just to add to, you know, her. She, <laughs> it's ridiculous at this point. She's she's going to be a 40 time champion when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that Sasha and Bailey are going to have a feud pretty soon uh, for that strap. So I guess we'll see, you know, Sasha turn even more heel and, you know, 
But I, I don't know. How do you work that at this point? I guess Sasha be the baby face in the situation. Mm, I don't know how. Let me know how y'all felt about that. I don't know how to feel about that. But since we're talking about Bailey with the hill turn and her title, uh, winning the strap back, I would give her spot number one this week, the three count. Bailey is number one. Uh, turn hill. I didn't like one of the live shows. They use this the fiend effect. <laughs> nah, don't do that shit. You're already killing them. Don't kill them anymore. Don't give them the Bailey. Uh, but yeah, new entrance. Um, the reaction from her heel turn, winning her belt back, owning it. Uh, yeah, number one. Uh, number two. He's not on WWE program. I would give it to Darby Allen. He came out a star, a bigger star than he was. Uh, two weeks in a row now and um, yeah so he's number two and number three the Lucha Bros came out and attacked Christopher Daniels put him out laid him on the stretcher entertaining good shit came out beat the shit out of Marco Stunt um, had a dope match and it's funny um, speaking of Marco Stunt um, people were complaining about him ladies and gentlemen wrestling is it's not real you know what I'm saying? So uh, everybody, you know, everybody knows it's not real. So what the fuck are we talking about? We always suspend, you know, our belief. And so I don't understand what the big deal is. And Jericho actually uh, chimed in on this particular uh, subject about Marco. And this is uh, what he said. Laughing at people complaining that Marco's stun is too small or disgrace the pro wrestling. Funny thing is, I thought the same about Rey Mysterio the first time I met him in 93. I also saw the Ultimo Dragon get reamed out by his boss when he first brought Rey to Japan in 95. Dean Malenko got laughed out of WCW locker room and he stood up for Rey before their first match in August 96. Both men were congratulated after people saw that Rey work. Times changed and Marco is small, but most workers on the roster are smaller in 2019 than in the 90s. Bottom line, over is over and Marco did a good job of getting over on Wednesday. Whether he ends up world champion like Ray did remains to be seen, but I watch him more than a 6'8 muscle head who can't move. I was once told I was too small to be a wrestler <laughs> too and I did okay. That's real shit. At the end of the day, none of this shit is real. All this shit is, you know, stunts. And we, and, and that's just the honest guy's truth. Uh, we, we're, we're too, sometimes we're too critical of, of certain things. I know as fans we are. And at the end of the day, I just want to sit back and enjoy wrestling. But one thing y'all not going to do is insult my intelligence. So if y'all give me some shit that doesn't make sense, it's not going to make me care, then I'm just not going to watch it. That's just what it is. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to spend my money on it. I will spend my money on AEW. It was a it was a, a six dollar ticket. You know what I'm saying? And um, I got upgraded. Shout out to Rod. And um, you know we met Sammy, and we had a, a good ass night. A lot of Markout Club and Russell K members was down there. It was dope as fuck. Um, it was it was a great experience. I will spend my money on AEW. Right now, I'm not spending my money on WWE until y'all give me a reason to spend my money on WWE. Now, I did cancel my network before y'all made it a thing to cancel because of the Fiend situation, but I still have access to it. I do feel as though 
$9, you get your money's worth just for the history of the shit that you grew up with. Um, a lot of you motherfuckers love uh, the attitude era. You can look this shit up every day if you want to for the rest of your life. Uh, my wife is texting me. But, um, yeah, so I know for me, all right, let's just look at it like this. They're building up the Saudi Arabia show uh, like it's the, the, the biggest thing ever. Uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair right before Survivor Series makes no fucking sense at all. No sense at all. None. So to to have the draft right before this and then we have to still see, you know, motherfuckers face each other from different brands and then probably have to see it again. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous at this point. Uh, Braun and Tyson Fury, uh, he's still a boxer. He's not retired. He's making 15 M's off this shit. Uh, it's a good business move. I would do it too. I don't know how this shit plays out. I really don't give a fuck about this. As far as the Kane situation goes with with uh, Brock, I love how he, you know, they made it personal. Uh, they made it, you know, somebody that legitimately whooped his ass, got a scar on his face and all from this man. So I'm interested to see how this match goes. Uh, do you put the strap on this man right away? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how do y'all deal with that? How, how do we do that? We get another bullshit ending, stoppage, whatever. Um, I don't know. I am interested to see where they're going with that, though. So that's another thing that I can give them uh, a little bit of credit for, despite, you know, having Cody like a fucking doofus. You know what I'm saying? Now, you have Bruce replacing Eric Bischoff. And my question to y'all cavers, marks out there, should Paul join him? Because Raw hasn't been that great either. So if motherfuckers getting fired, maybe both of them should be fired. That's how I'm looking at it. And then it's like, it's to the point where you have Triple H trying to give the rub, and that shit's not working. We have a blockbuster trader from Raw to SmackDown. Alexa Bliss uh, and Nikki Cross. Uh, why is that a blockbuster trade? How is that a blockbuster trade, fam? She just got pinned. She got kicked in the leg and got pinned by Sasha. The person that couldn't beat the champion, the man, Becky. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on here? And then you have Nikki win the night. You know what I mean? Six pack challenge. And now, you know, she she can go for the strap. It's like, why why not get an opportunity to somebody else? It just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Doesn't make any sense to me. So many so much shit that they so much talent they have, so many things that they could be doing, and they just don't do it. And this is why the ratings are, are dropping and the ratings are gonna to continue to drop. And this is why I'm not gonna talk about ratings. Because if you're talking about AEW, they're gonna win every week. So it's no point of talking about it. WWE, eventually, you know, if Raw and SmackDown don't get the fuck together, you know, it's a possibility that, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day, you know, AW can catch the motherfuckers. Because that's what it's going to come down to. First NXT, that's child's play. It's the perception. Um, I don't know. If you turn to the channel, you see 500 people opposed to 12,000 people. You're going to you're going to go to that channel. And NXT has the better wrestling, but nobody cares about that. It's about the more fun show. And the more fun show is is AEW, hands down. AEW comes on twice. I still find myself watching um, AEW first because I can't take my eyes off the product. 
You know what I mean? NXT, I can take my eyes off the product. And some people are, are you know, feeling as though that they're getting burnt out. That second hour, some people don't, don't like that second hour. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do a poll. Um, I've been doing polls and um, pause. Hey. Whew. So, <laughs> I'm going to do another poll, right? And um, basically, we're going to see, like, uh, are people enjoying the second hour NXT or prefer to go back to one hour? I know me personally, I haven't really been watching NXT. I've been watching highlights and stuff like that. I haven't really been interested in it. Um, mainly because there's no it's not too many storylines going on, I guess for me. Uh the Pete Dunn and um Damian Priest thing, I, I'm I'm invested in. Um as much as I like Imperium, I don't know why they're, you know, on, you know, NXT right now. Uh, maybe because War Games is coming up, I'm, I'm guessing. But other than that, I don't know why they're really here. I don't know why. Uh, fucking Walter faced uh, Kushida and he had Fandango and Brizongo, uh, or or Tyler and Fandango, um, in his corner. That that threw me off. Um, the Adam Cole shit has has been good. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa just returned. I'm interested in that Finn. I'm interested in seeing what's going on with Finn. Um, so I mean, I'm not, the storylines are not bad, but you know, it's just you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Something, something is off for me. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I do feel like uh, there's no point in talking about the ratings like that. I do feel like uh, it's pretty much they're gonna win every week. Um, they they're new and people want to see what the fuck's going on with them. And that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. Now moving forward to uh, AEW, I'm trying to think is there anything else from NXT? What's really going on? I'm doing this shit off the top of my head, so this is a conversation. Uh, I know, like I said before, I know y'all heard all y'all all the shit. I know y'all watched everything. This is just to hear from your man Geechee. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you my perspective on these things. It's all subjective. You know what I'm saying? So don't take what the fuck I'm saying to heart. If you, if you disagree, that's fine. Um, if you agree, that's fine. You know, I'm just here to spark the brain and, and you know, have conversations about professional wrestling. Um, I don't want to disrespect NXT. Um, I hope I named everything that's pretty much important that's going on. If I haven't, please hit me up. Uh, but yeah, off the top of my mind, it's pretty much what it is. Valentine Dream, I, don't know, I guess he's injured or if it's a shoot, it's an angle. I don't really know what's going on with that too much. But SmackDown happened tonight. I mentioned Nikki Cross. I mentioned about Bailey. I talked a little bit about Sasha. Roman Reigns had an opportunity um, at becoming the uh, Intercontinental Champion tonight. But he was uh, basically fucked over by uh, Baron Corbin. Uh, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know what the fuck Baron Corbin has to do with Sami Zayn and Nakamura. This is the shit that I'm talking about. And then you have fucking Chad Gable, or should I say Shorty G? Why the fuck is his name Shorty G? Why are you disrespecting one of the best in-ring performers that y'all have in that particular company? That can actually cut a promo. I don't understand it. I don't I don't at all. And and, and it makes it difficult to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, I don't know. But one one good thing out of all of this. Um, I guess 
Kofi could fucking throw pancakes and no one could bitch about it or complain about it because he's not champion anymore. And he's back with New Day. So he has something to do after getting squashed. Do I like him not mentioning it? Do I like him not really caring? I hate it. Yeah, I, I just like it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, then to end the night, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Barry Corbin. Once again, don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't care. I'm not speaking on Terry segment either. I don't care. Um, yeah, WWE does a great job of making me not give a shit about you know what's going on with it, honestly. But A Dub does a great job at doing that, and um, I had a good time down there. Shout out to uh, Fat Ride and everybody that you know came down. Me and Fat Ride, we uh, found our way backstage, uh, seeing Sammy Guevara. Shout out to the inner circle, you know what I mean? Um, that was pretty dope, dope experience. Uh, f- good to see Kenny in, in my own city. I have, to, <laughs> I have to get on flights and do all this extra shit just, just to see this guy. But this show was very, very tag team heavy. But it was really fucking dope. It's crazy the fact that the matter is these guys have the best tag team on God's Green Earth. Um, they have the best division, I'm sorry. Um, when it comes to tag team, um, but this shit started off with uh, SCU versus Best Friends is a good match. Y'all check that shit out. Uh, hopefully, I set it on your DVRs. And um, like I said in the beginning of the match, uh, Christopher Daniels got taken out of the match uh, by the Lucha Bros, and I love that that anything can happen type of thing. If you just just why you have to keep watching AW, anything can happen. You never know when some shit is going to pop off or jump off. So that left Scorpio Sky. And uh, Frankie Kazarian, or Kazarian, I'm saying the name right. Um, and that shit was a dope-ass match. Uh, you got to check it out. I'm doing a disservice, you know, trying to talk about it. But, you know, that was fire. Um, what else had in that match? Then you had, obviously, you had the debut, Santana Ortiz versus Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. That was another dope-ass tag team match. <laughs> like Kind of like squash team, or dope-ass squash. And then you had the Jurassic uh, Express versus the Lucha Bros, which they were my pick to win it all. It was kind of like at first sad that I thought Lucha Shores was going to come out. He never came, but Marco, you know, held that shit down. And I thought it was a very entertaining match. And he got the fucking shit kicked out of him. I swear it was like it was like the fucking rock sign. It was like it was like Hova right, right, right on the fucking on his chest. Big ass rock sign. It was slapping the shit out of this motherfucker the whole entire match and just kicking his ass. And, you know... That's how you get a baby face over, man. It was dope. Uh, Jungle Boy had a dope-ass hot tag. I enjoyed that shit so much. It was so many different tag matches tonight, and they all were, were great. And then you had Rio versus uh, Dr. Britt Baker. That was fire. Rio has uh, been putting on, you know, dope-ass matches night in, night out. I've seen her fight, you know, different matches uh, so far, and, and it's no surprise that she's the champion. And um, damn man, it was a dope ass match, and she's so small and skinny, and you know could slip out of different maneuvers, and, and you know caught her with like a pin, and that's how you know she was able to put her away. I really really enjoyed this match. A lot of people were saying with the same shit, oh well, why is she, you know, why is she champion? She's small. Why does she beat such and such? But if they would put the strap on fucking Nyla Rose, then it would 
have been like, oh, they're doing the WWE thing. Oh, they're just giving it to, you know, the first trans or et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel like it was a good call as far as the in-ring product. This is all elite wrestling. And um, I think Nyla Rose is good too, but I don't think she needs to belt. I think she just, you know, needs to chase. You know what I mean? Um, then we had Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Pac, or Pac and um, John Moxley. And this was a dope match also. Uh, Mox eventually uh, hit uh, Pack, I, I believe, with a Dirty Deeds and got the fuck up out of there. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a Dirty Deeds. Yeah, man. It, it was very interesting. Uh, I love these tag matches. Like I said, that was like one, two, three, four. It was like a good four tag team matches on here. You know what I mean? This shit was, shit was dope. And then we got to the main event. It was the street fight. Now, this match, I thought they were going to use more objects. I thought it was going to be a little bit more wild, but I still was entertained. It was a dope-ass match. It was a good match. Uh, Darby came out looking like a star again, uh, week number two, um, doing some shit that we haven't seen, uh, doing moonsaults and shit with no hands. I would love to see him and fucking Orange uh, go at it, no hands match and shit like that. I think that shit would be dope. Um, but yeah. I really, really enjoyed myself uh, after this particular uh, match went off. Um, we had at Dark, and it was an eight-man tag, and that shit was fucking on point with the Bucks, Cody, um, uh, Dustin. We had Shima. I don't know who his tag team partner was. I'm sorry. And Private Party, like I said, is off the top of my head. But that was very entertaining as well. Uh, but, yeah, man, all in all, the week has been uh, pretty, pretty good. Follow us at Wrestle Cave. Uh, Instagram, follow us at Wrestle underscore Cave. Follow us at Wrestle Cave Podcast uh, on Facebook and our Facebook group. Uh, follow me at MF and Geechee. Uh, yeah, man. So I just want to have a conversation with y'all. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Uh, give me some feedback. Um, but I got to get ready for Trap. And that is officially on its own brand so you got to search trap podcast on all your platforms to get trap we're going to dedicate this just to wrestling fans wrestling supporters uh for no ref podcast and after the bell um i'm geechee your host and next week i'm sure my man casey will be available in the building so stay tuned geechee